Hi, I'm Rob Jepson, and my mission is to help sales leaders everywhere create record-setting growth in the companies they lead. I'm here to share the secrets of the world's most successful sales leaders. I don't care how big the company or how big the team, we showcase sales leaders who are taking what the market gives and then some. We feature leaders of teams who are beating their markets, winning at crazy rates, and creating life-changing years for the people they lead. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Sales Leadership United, part of the Jepson Performance Group. Video segments of this and other episodes of the podcast can be found at Sales Leadership United, hosted on Patreon. Think of Sales Leadership United like a Home Depot for sales leaders. It's a comprehensive resource for sales leaders with over 100 hours of tools, training, and insights sorted and tagged into every category you might need to help you become an elite sales leader. A private podcast, sales leadership training, sales meeting insights, video insights, and much more are waiting for you to check out at Sales Leadership United. Don't reinvent sales leadership. Tap into proven tools and techniques used by many of today's most successful sales leaders and check out Sales Leadership United today. Now, get ready for some serious insights from this week's sales leader who's making it happen. And remember, don't worry, we got you. Hello, and welcome to the Sales Leadership Podcast, where high-growth sales leaders share high-growth practices and tactics. Our show continues to grow ridiculously fast. We cracked the 40,000 subscriber mark, and we are growing faster now than we ever have. And I am so grateful to each of you for your support of our show. A huge reason the show continues to grow fast is we continue to get the best guests in the world, the best sales leaders in the world to join our show. And this week, it's no different. I am pumped. I am excited to welcome Brandon Bernanson back as one of our rare repeat guests of the show. Brandon's a phenom, and that might be putting it lightly. He's the founder and CEO of Seamless.ai, and he's changing the game in how salespeople get and use data to create the best leads in the world. The company has had ridiculous growth. Brandon's built a company that has grown and thrived through all imaginable market conditions, and I have watched him do it from day one. What he's done is something I'm excited to talk about with each of you today. And Brandon joined us a couple of years ago. It was episode 54 back in 2019. And since then, I don't have to tell you that tons have changed, okay? Besides building one of the top tech companies in the world, he's written not one, not two, but three number one best-selling books. And he's got another one in the works right now. He runs his own podcast. He speaks at all the big events worldwide. And today... We're going to dive into a really important, really relevant topic that's facing every single sales leader right now. And if you know Brandon, you know we're going to have some fun. If you don't know Brandon, you'll be thanking me afterwards. I'd be glad that you checked the episode out and you'll be connecting to him as a result. Brandon, I am so pumped to welcome you back to the show. I'm looking forward to what we're about to do today. Welcome back and thanks for joining me, man. Man, Rob, thank you so much. Wow, what an introduction. This show is one of my favorite shows out there. I know I've gotten so many incredible sales secrets to help lead my team. Thank you for everything you do to serve the community. And it's an honor and grateful to be here with everyone today. Thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. Thanks for joining us back. Like I said, it was a hit last time. People are going to be excited to have you back this time because times have changed, man. So for those people who don't know you, I mean, there may be one or two still, who knows? Why don't you take a minute and introduce everyone to Seamless and what you guys do for your customers? Yeah, so uh, I'm Brandon Bornanson, everyone tuning in. I'm on a mission to help every professional get their products and services into the hands of all the people that desperately need them. And we built a software called Seamless.ai that helps anyone connect opportunity instantly in seconds by finding their emails and cell phones. And I originally built Seamless.ai when I was selling for IBM and Google, and I had a gun to my head held hostage by outdated expensive sales databases and asshole venture capitalists. I knew there had to be a way out. So I called all my engineering friends. We built this search engine that would find everyone they need to sell to. And then we used AI like at IBM Watson to research, validate their emails and phone numbers. And uh, I became a millionaire as a salesperson selling like, like you did, Rob. And, and realize when I made millions, I want to help every salesperson in the world do the same. And that's our mission at Seamless to create 1 million sales millionaires to help every yeah. person in the world get their products and services. And when you do, I ship you your own President's Club $1,000 award here. Sweet. So that's our goal. I wake up every day. How do we get more people into President's Club 
And when you do, you come on stage at our big event and we celebrate you and throw the biggest party of the year with Stevie Aoki, with Tiesto and a bunch of other DJs. Guys, can't wait to help you. This guy is not just giving you hype. This guy backs it up. He walks his talk. And I, I know that uh, you're going you're gonna to be in for fun getting a taste of Brandon today. I, I love your mission, Brandon. I, I love wanting to create a million success stories like that and send out a million of your, your platinum records to people. I think that's, that is so badass, dude. I love what you're doing. Yeah. So, and you know where I got that idea, by the way? And this is, this is a sales secret for sales leaders. So when I was selling for IBM, uh, second year in, right? My first year, they gave me a $20 million quota with my team and I, and we were selling IBM Interactive, which was like all the websites and digital marketing to the Fortune 500 companies in tech, in retail, and in manufacturing. So I worked a lot with like uh, Kohler and manufacturing, the faucet company. I worked a lot with Microsoft, uh, Xbox, Google, YouTube in tech. And then I got to work in the uh, retail because I'm from Columbus, Ohio with Victoria's Secrets, uh, Express, all the retail Lex Wexner brands. I've, I've been to his place in New Albany. It's crazy. And um, it was funny. So, so they give me this big number, 20 million, you're hired, go, go make it happen. And I work day and night, 18 hours a day, seven days a week. I hit the number and they're like, Brandon, great job. Now you need to do 50 million. And they yeah. give me the $50 million quota. And I'm like, oh man, I was like, okay, I need more people. And they're like, no, you are going to have to do 50 million with less people, less money, less time, go make it happen. So I remember like that next year I spent all waking hours in the morning and the night away from my family. I was traveling 300 out of 365 days. I like, uh, I worked day and night and I finally hit the number. I hit 60 million that year. And nice. my boss, my boss was like, congrats. Now you got to do a hundred and they didn't celebrate any of the hard work that I did. And I felt like shit. Like I gave up two years of my life to drive all this money, all this revenue. No one cared. No one celebrated me. So that's why I came out with president's club. Cause I'm like, I will never work for or run a company that does not celebrate the achievements, the small wins and the big wins of salespeople ever again. And uh, we do this internally for our employees and externally for anyone that uses the software. It's, it's probably the, the, the biggest thing that I'm most excited about. And, you know, it changes morale. Like you don't celebrate those wins with your, your people. People are like going to be, be like sales. You get beaten down every day of the week. You got to celebrate it. Appointments celebrating in Slack on, you know, I call them gongs. Yep. Celebrate in Slack. We ring the gong or bang the gong. You know, the, all the deals in Slack. I have my A's ring the gong and uh, it's just awesome. One of the things that I think this is perfect, like I love how you started like with such an emphasis on salespeople because that was your background. Yeah. And and now like for people that are on Sales Leadership United, uh, our, my community, they're going to see all these three books in front of you that we'll talk about those at the end, make sure that people know how to get them. Your first books were about helping salespeople win. And right now your work is turning a little bit on sales leaders. As you and I talked about yesterday, you're, you're working on your sales leadership book right now, which I'm excited to get my hands on. I'll expect a signed copy from you, man, when that comes out. And, oh, and um, I like that because that's a little bit of a change. You're, you've realized that sales leaders need help, maybe even more than sales people do it based on what we were talking about the other day. Would you mind sharing a little bit about what led you to like having that realization? Cause you got 40,000 of them listening to you right now. And, and most of them feel a little under supported and underdeveloped by people. Right. Yeah. Would you talk about that for a minute? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like as, as a CEO and founder, you know, when I started the company, I was the salesperson, I was the sales leader. Right. So like the first year we, we scaled to like 20 people and I was doing everything like booking appointments, pitching appointments, closing appointments, training the team. And then like year two, you know, okay, we scaled from 20 to, to, to hundred people. And it was like, okay, now I'm mainly coaching AEs and people have to coach SDRs. And he built that repeatable system. And then year three, we got to about 200 people. Um, and now we're at 350 people. I've, I've got a sales team of 160 sales reps um, you know, 110 SDRs, 50 AEs, and I'm trying to scale it to, to uh, 
225 AEs, wow. 800 SDRs this year. The, the hardest thing is um, hiring. Like you can't hire that many people. You can if you have the right repeatable, scalable, predictable recruiting processes. So then like if you have to hire that many people, you have to take what you did in sales to create a highly scalable, predictable, repeatable process yep. into recruiting. And recruiters just haven't done that. Like sales leaders, if you ever want to get out of sales, you can go into recruiting and take what you did in sales and do it in recruiting um, because that's kind of what I'm going through right now. But the biggest thing I noticed was sales leaders get no like very minimal budget, very minimal support and training and coaching and, and just uh, masterminds. Like it's crazy the lack of, you know, SDRs get a shitload of support tech training. Yep strategy, execution plans, AEs probably have way more even than SDRs, but sales leaders, there's not a lot of things out there that you can study, learn, master group, join communities, masterminds, tech to become the best that you can be outside of Salesforce dashboards, right? Yeah. Um, so what I realized was like, oh my gosh, of course, buy all the different books, tell all my leaders to listen to, to like Rob's podcast and other people that talk about sales leadership podcasts and, and blogs. But then, um, you know, I personally just was like, I'm going to write a sales leadership secret a day, 365 days. And I'm going to just force my, my leaders, not force coach my leaders. There's another secret. Don't force anyone to do anything. Coach yep. up, level up support inspire, motivate, transform, challenge my people to study that because every day, like uh, I, I was writing, I write five, five secrets a day, every day until wow. I die. And um, the past three months has been all on sales leadership and leadership in general. And one of today's secrets was like leadership, sales leadership or leadership in general, it's never done. Like, Learning how to become a great leader is never done. Like how you are performing is never done. The results you're getting from your team is never done. The quota attainment that you're getting is never done. Like you could always improve as a leader. Your team can always improve. I believe a, a sales leader is there to inspire, motivate, level up, coach, train, support, and, and get people to believe that they have more in them than what they think. And then you go all in and do whatever it takes to help them get to where they want to go. And, and that is never done. Like that's an endless so process. Smart. I love that insight because there's so many professions you can go into. You say, do this and this will happen. I remember when I was working at the formatter factory floor for Hewlett Packard, 100 inputs had to be 100 outputs. Like we, we have, it has to be that way. And, and you're right. Sales, always is changing, but sales leadership also. That's why I love what you said. You said something that I really related to that I want to dive into, particularly this time of year, okay? What's going on right now all around us? Layoffs happening. It was just a minute ago. It was like everybody was hiring and now there's layoffs. And it's like the, the swing that happens, you're right, you're never done. And the ability to adapt is massively important for a leader. It might, it might be one of the most important things because of what you said. I want to sit on this. I want to sit on this topic for a minute, if, if you don't mind. You said, you know, people invest heavily in the SDR. They get their tech stack and their training, all these things. I, I think you're right. The sales side, companies invest heavily. They develop. They focus on it. Help them. But those leaders, they get a territory. They get a team. They get a product. They get all these different things. And then they get their quota. And then they get the last thing. They get the warning. Don't you miss, right? Don't you miss. Mm. And they leave it to us to figure it out. And I love what you said. It's never done. You're never done figuring it out. So let's talk about that for a second. To all these people that are listening, we're going to get into leading through challenging times is a big emphasis here. But what would your advice be to people for taking control of their own growth and development? Because yes, most companies should invest more in sales leaders, but they don't, okay? They don't. So would you? what advice would you have on, like, should they take charge of it? What are some pieces of advice? Because you're Great right, question. Brandon, never done. Yeah, and... and um... I, I wrote this as one of the secrets in my, my new book that I don't know the title for, but it's, it will be coming out here soon. It's extreme ownership and extreme accountability. If you feel you are, uh, example, I'm the CEO of our company. I believe that we have a, a lack of leadership training. What am I going to do? I'm going to research, find, 
document, write everything I can about leadership that has positively or negatively impacted me. And I'm going to write a book. I would call that extreme ownership and accountability. I'm going to assume everything good and bad at my company. I'm not going to play the victim. Like if I feel that we have a lack of leadership, I'm not going to blame it on Rob. I'm not going to blame it on my investors. I'm not going to blame it on my VP of sales, my VP of marketing, my COO. I'm going to say, what can I do to change this current situation? So I'm going to write strategies, blogs, books, uh, training, whatever. I'm going to, I'm going to try to enforce and implement that. So, so one of the first things I did is like, okay, how can I scale this thing? All right, I'll write a book. And by the way, writing a book guys, like writing a book or recording videos. When I mentioned this, like, don't think about, oh, I can never do that. Right. I'm a, I'm a salesperson that got a C average in English at a B grade <laughs> school out of Fairview Park, Ohio in Cleveland. Like if a C average English student, you know, could do that. So can you, right? So it's not about like, oh, I got to make this perfect. So anyone that reads it, they think I'm a grammatical genius. I literally say, yo, leaders, anyone reading this book, there will be issues. There will be typos. Like I try to make this dumb list for you to just like get the strategy, get the secret and execute it immediately. So I think the, the extreme ownership, extreme accountability is critical. So if I'm a leader of VP of sales at a company, let's just say you just joined a hundred person, 500 person, thousand person tech company. And you're like, shit, like I've got gaps. You know, they want you to grow at 50% or hundred percent or 20% a year. Maybe you have to add 40% headcount. Um, you don't have the sales ops that you really need. You don't have the sales data you really need. The processes, the playbooks. Like I would, I would just start, I would immediately create the business case for what you need. Hey, uh, CEO, I need, this is what I need and here's why. I need a sales ops person to get me all the Salesforce dashboards created, architected perfectly and they're gonna work for me 24 seven. Show them that business case. Here are the pros of doing it. Here's the ROI, here are the cons of doing it and the negative ROI of inaction. Like the one thing that CEO, like that people forget to do for CEOs like me, they like there is a cost of doing nothing. And you have to think about what is that cost, right? Cause let's just say we take action. We hired the sales ops person with, which gives you the dashboards that you need and the data you need to effectively manage the quota carrying AEs and SDRs. And maybe before people were just cobbling a bunch of bullshit together or you had to manually grab it all over the place in Salesforce or your CRM. Like not only are you gonna be able to increase the quota attainment, you're gonna be able to take action and fill the gaps very quickly, but the cost of not doing that I love this. could be like negative growth over time or a lower growth over time. Like what about over the course of three years if you could have grown 50%, but instead you grew 20%. So paint the picture of if we take action, we make this investment, here's the ROI. If we don't, here are the cons. Here's the cost of inaction and the negative CP, like the negative customer acquisition results, the negative lifetime value generated, the negative revenue over three years, it, it gets pretty serious. So dude, I want to sit in this. I did not expect us to talk about this. I, I believe that sales leaders need more of this. I've, I've been thinking I want to do a show just on this, this concept of managing up, right? And um, yeah, you are a CEO of one of the fastest growing tech companies in the world right now. And you're, you have people that are hitting you up for stuff all the time, I would imagine, internally. And you have a, a job of what do I prioritize? Where do I prioritize my investments? And so sales leaders, yeah, leading up is one that they think about. I got to lead my team up. Partnering with my counterparts is also important. You got to be a team player. But this managing up is, I think, one of those really important things that will set you up for success. And the better you are at managing up, the more success you're likely going to have. And so I, I made a note down here. By the way, I'm taking notes feverishly. I'm on page two already as I listen to you, man. Um, this idea of when people come to you, very often they, they leave out that negative cost associated with not doing anything. And, and that's something that you think is missing that our people would, would benefit. Like when they're managing up, can you talk a little bit more about for you, when people are, are coming to you, what are things that they need to hear and see in order for them to manage up effectively? 
Oh yeah, this is so easy because I'll, I'll tell all my different leaders, managers, AEs, SDRs, CS, marketing. I'm like, what is it in, in a tweet or less? What is it? Oh, I want to buy, like, like this just came. And make sure Ooh. it's a tweet or less. Like people don't have time. Like I have an autoresponder for my email, whether you think I'm an asshole or not. I've, gotten, I've had an autoresponder on my email for the past three and a half years because I get thousands of emails a month, hundreds of emails a day. I just, I can't monitor it anymore. So, so like a lot of your seat leadership at 100, 300, 500,000, multi-thousand companies, they don't have the headspace or the time or the energy to really think about anything. So it's like investment business case. I would call the subject line investment business case. What is it in a tweet? 140 characters or less. Okay. Boom. Results. And when you say results and you're developing this, and this is something I have, I've, I've been training our entire company on. When you come to me with anything, include results. I'm going to take you from X to Y in Z timeframe. So an example, Sydney, my support person, my support director, She's like, I want to go from Zendesk to customer. Uh, we can manage our customer relationships better. Like she's very concise, which I love. She's like, yep. we can manage our customer relationships better. The systems integrate and we can move faster. And then I'm like, okay, I, I understand the what, but give me the results. Okay, we're going to be able to go from 20 tickets a day per support manager to 45 tickets a day per support manager. And our internal ENPS, employee net promoter score on the support team will move up an expected 10 to 25 points. Okay, Beautiful. X to Y in Z timeframe. And I think she said like she could get it done in four months or three months or something. Then she included um, the cost, like what's the investment? How much does it cost? I love seeing cost broken down I, I don't like seeing it, the total number. And by the way, if you're selling your CEOs or whatever, always sell down, like sell down to the rep. Uh, you show me a hundred grand, I'm going to freak out. But if you're like, it's only $40 per month per rep, and these are the results, and it's going to be life-changing, I'm going to take you from X to Y and Z timeframe. Boom. $40 is a lot easier to comprehend than a hundred thousand. Now, of course, I want to know the total number, right? But Break it down per month, per rep, per user, whatever it is, so that that you you make it dumb, dumbless, pennies, cents, dollars per rep. Uh, and then she had pros and she had cons. And what you want to do with the pros and cons is like no more than five bullets per section, and no more than a tweet a bullet, and space your paragraphs out. You Such know what the worst advice. thing a CEO wants to do is read a long ass boring email that's written in super lengthy paragraphs. Right. 95% of the emails are read on mobile devices by C-suite. So as a VP of sales, if you're looking to invest in a sales lead software like Seamless.ai, number one sales software, if you're looking to invest in a CRM, if you're looking to invest in conversation intelligence, uh, if you're looking to invest in a workflow automation tool, investment business case, results expected from X to Y and Z timeframe, pros, cons, and uh, you're off to the races. So I, this has been so good, Brandon. We had two things that you've hit. Like, I can't believe half of our time is gone. All right, it went that fast. We blinked our eyes, half of our time is over. Uh, we talked about extreme ownership of your career. What great advice. I, I think that's an important thing for everybody to listen to. We just got done talking about another chunk on managing up and best practices when these leaders have to manage up to their leaders because they're going to have to do that in order to be successful. Now let's come down to the now. Right now we're seeing some, some of the markets change. We're seeing some crazy of the bullishness shit. for crazy shits happening, right? Yeah. Um, like, was just hiring like crazy. And now all of a sudden it's different. It's changes fast. Right. And I coach 140 sales leaders right now around the world. And I've watched these people, like the things that were most important four weeks ago are totally different in some cases now, totally different. And yeah. they're like, how do we, how do we adjust? How do we adapt? Okay. 
So one of the things you do a really great job of, like I said, I, I watched you, I was, I started following you right when you started Seamless. I remember watching you do your original fundraises. I remember seeing your original videos when you're going to Lifetime Fitness early in the morning. Yeah, see, this, this is my way of being no bullshit because I just, you know, okay? Lifetime and, uh, Fitness. In your, in your tank top as you, it's dark at night while you're, you're yeah. you remember that, okay? I so did, I watched I, that, those were brutal times. Yeah, so you've, you've come through the times associated with starting when you're just trying to get off the ground. Then you go through times associated with COVID and think, you know, serious changes that happened there. Now we're going into another phase and we've had swings coming all the way through. One of the things that I, I've admired about you is you have never, ever changed your outlook. You've always been committed to your mission. You always have been, you know, we're going to change a billion people. Um, it, it, I've watched it and I've, I've, I've been impressed with it because I've, I've seen consistency there. But maybe most important to me is I've watched you not just survive challenging times. I've watched you thrive, brother. I've watched you thrive. Mm -hmm. And, and a person that's in the cheap seats on the sidelines watching, cause I'm, I'm a fan of what you're doing. And I think that what you do for the sales community matters. My question is what advice would you have for sales leaders that are facing these same things right now? They're facing them. I, I know because I hear about it every day. And uh, I think that it's a lonely spot because what doesn't get ratcheted down is the number. We still got to figure out how to grow. So it's mm. challenging times. How do you just, I don't want the people that are listening to this podcast to think I can make it through it. I wanted to take a, I wanted to channel a little Brandon Bernanson and say, I'm going to thrive. I'm not going to survive, so, you know, to hell with that. I'm going to thrive. Right. What, what advice would you have for our sales leaders? Like, how do you be that leader in a challenging time, changing time that still creates an opportunity to thrive? Yeah. I'm going to hit like a bunch of stuff pretty quickly here that just came to me right off the bat, right? Good, let's go. So, so number one core values, I drill into our core values very aggressively. And we've got like 12 core values, but I break it down really into four that I live by every single day of the week. Positivity, like you gotta be positive around the clock, no matter what you face, there's opportunity and challenge. Like you gotta be positive. Everything brings positivity. Rob, I know you and I have been through a lot of difficult things over the years. Yep. But guess what? We learn, we improve. Those things make us, they don't break us. We fail forward. We learn from them. We become the best that we can be. Like you, you use positivity during COVID, you use positivity during this uh, tough economic climate, you will win. So yes. that's number one. You got it. You and your team drive positivity and no negativity. Love it. Number two, coachability, which this goes into the extreme accountability, ownership, and always improving. Yep. Like, from top down, bottom up, everything in between, you have to be coachable. I, I teach all of our, our people, everyone at the company, regardless of sales, you have to improve 1% a day. You improve 1% a day, you will literally improve 37x by the end of the year. That's what right. are you doing today to at least improve 1% a day? It doesn't sound like a lot, but guess what? The compounding interest of 1% a day is 37x by the end of the year. You make $100,000 today. In one year, you will be making $3.7 million. That is the power of daily compounding interest. So I'm pushing pause. I'm pushing pause on that. I'm sorry, dude. I know you're rowing. You, I know you'll be able to pick up. I have to push pause because I think what you just said is so important. Okay. I want every one of our leaders to think about what you just said. Talent is a gift, but growth is a choice. And you are talking about choosing growth by being coachable. I'm, I'm choosing teeny tiny improvements, man. If that's the only thing our leaders take from what you just said, they're going to be massively successful because they're going to find those small areas of opportunity as they go forward. I, I'm so glad you said that, man, because listen, you got to choose to outgrow your talent. Don't let talent be your glass ceiling. We got to talent's a gift. Growth is a choice. Choose to outgrow it by being coachable. I couldn't shut up. I had to put that in. Thank you. No, and, and you know how I, you know how I learned um, the importance of improving one percent a day in coachability. Hmm. Quick story. You, you want to know how much this story cost me? Tell me. Four million dollars and three point five years of my life. So when I was 18, 19, and 20, I launched this startup for the poker industry that did $12 million, one of the richest kids in college, right? Okay. Lucky for me, I made all that money and, and I became very non-humble, egotistical, and I thought I knew everything. 
Okay. So then when President Bush makes it illegal to gamble online in the U.S. in 2007, the market oh. disappears. I'm still wealthy because I have all the money from the startup. I just yep. don't have a business anymore. I was like, okay, well, what do I do? I'm like, I'm going to go start this second company called InMobile because flip phones are going to change the world and text message marketing to consumers is going to change advertising forever. Okay. So I invest millions of dollars into building InMobile. Now, when I was building in mobile, I didn't have the list. I didn't know how to sell the list. And over the next three and a half years, we lost $4 million. And the reason why that happened is because I had investors, mentors, experts, authors tell me, Brandon, don't get big office space. What did I do? Fuck yeah, you. Everyone yeah. knows I'm a badass entrepreneur. I'm getting the biggest office space that I can find. Brandon, build the product 24-7 in your dorm room. What did I do? I did everything else besides building and selling the product. I did PR. Hey, get me on TechCrunch. Get me on VentureBeat. Get me on Forbes. I'm the smartest, best entrepreneur starting this new company. What I should have been doing was I should have been selling 24-7. I should have been building the product 24-7, serving the customers 24-7, building the list, selling the list. And, and, and when people would say like, you got to read this book for venture capital funding. You got to read this book on sales. You got to read this book on marketing. I wouldn't listen to them. I'm like, wow. these authors don't know what I know. And right, I'm, I'm 21 years old, 22 years old. I was like, I'm better than them. Like I know more than them. I'm better than them. So then I get my ass kicked. Literally three and a half years, worst time of my life, lost $4 million. And uh, wow. six months later doing a postmortem, you know, when I'm 22, 22, like 24-ish, I'm like, what was the, the, the number one reason why I failed? Oh, it's because I didn't have a list. I didn't sell the list at Immobile. What was the second reason? Oh, because I didn't listen to anyone. What you got to be coachable. So, so what I said from there is moving forward, I'm only in competition with myself to become the best that I can be to serve my audience, to serve my customers, to help them get their products and services in the hands of people that need them. And I can learn something from everyone. The world teaches all these leaders I'm better than you. You're not as smart as me. I can't learn anything from you. Guys, let me tell you, every leader out there, you can learn something from. Every company, you can learn something from. Every single person you interact with has been in experiences, good or bad, that you can learn from. Bravo. Bravo. So you gotta I love it, coachable. dude. We could have made this whole thing just on your number two, but I'm dying to hear three and four, brother. So number three, you got to work hard. Hustle beats talent when talent doesn't hustle. One of my best friends, Steve, in high school, he was a genius, absolute genius. So I was the kid that was in high school that would, it, I would have to study for two to four weeks to get an A minus B plus on a test. My best friend, Steve, never studied, played video games while his dad was tutoring me for weeks. I'm getting tutored by his dad for weeks. He's playing Xbox and video games. And then we take the test. He does way better than me on the test. And then I, I pass and I do okay, but I had to work my ass off day and night. Well, then we get to college. You know, I start multiple companies. This guy takes seven to eight years to graduate. And now he's lost in life, accomplishing nothing. Guy was a genius. And what that experience taught me, I was always so jealous of him. And I'm like, fuck, man, I'm going to have to work hard my whole life to be successful. It sucks. Yep. Well, guess what, dude? Hard work beats Talent, when talent doesn't work hard. Hustle beats talent when talent doesn't hustle. So you got to work hard. You got to put in the work. Set massive goals. Yep. Like uh, this is a micro secret upon the secrets. I, I coached my team. I, I call an emergency meeting. March of what 2020 when the thing got shut down. I forget what year it was, whatever, 2021 yep. or 2020. Some, yeah. Whenever I wrote this book. So I wrote this book when the governor shut down the state of Ohio, whatever it takes. I had an okay. emergency meeting and I said, guys, we're going to have to put in 300 to 500% the amount of work and activity to generate the same results that we did last year. If anyone wants to quit right now, I totally get it. I totally understand. I appreciate you. I'm grateful for you. Thank you for serving this mission. But I recommend you leave because what the world is expecting right now everyone's going to expect that they could work the same, do the same, be the same, and they're going to be able to generate the same results. Well, guess what? We put in 300 to 500% the amount of work that we would do in a typical year, and we grew 350% during COVID in one year. 
Dude, that is so badass. Congratulations, Brandon. I oh, this story so fires me up. This this is a this story is like dirty talk to me as I listen to you talk. Tell it, man. Like I, I love your story. I'm sorry I interrupted you, but you got in front and said it's gonna be 300 to 500 percent harder. Okay. Yeah. And you're getting enrollment, you're getting people to sign up, you're giving that mission mentality, right? And, and this ain't this ain't for the faint of heart. We're doing stuff that's going to change lives and change careers. If you want in, we want you. If you want out, I get it. This isn't for everyone. What a great story. And you did it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful. Like I didn't do it. Our, our team did it right. Like, like all this stuff is because we've got an amazing team and, and we've got an incredible culture and people that do whatever it takes, you know? So, and, and I think the key to it is the team sees me working seven days a week. Like I work seven days a week. I do not believe like I better be the hardest working person in the room. If I'm going to be the CEO, if I'm going to be a leader. And that goes against a lot of what people believe or think, you know, a lot of leaders are probably like, no, like I've gotten to where I'm at and I don't need to work harder than my reps or whatever. I just fundamentally believe if I'm going to lead people and if I want to change the world, I have to work harder than 99.9% .9 of people. Um, I love the game too. I love what I do. Yeah. So I just like, I, I purposely outwork my team my, to show them like you will not outwork me. And I want to inspire you to try to outwork me because then while you're trying to outwork me, it, it motivates me. And then I'll try to help outwork you. And then we'll both outwork each other. And then the wisdom of the crowd goes all the way up. And now we're 300 to 500% bigger and, you win. Yeah. Uh, I love that story. I've never heard that story before. Thank you for sharing that story. That's yeah, huge no, leadership so lesson much. there on being this lighthouse in the fog, right? You're, you're shining yeah. a well-lit pathway to success. You have to. And then number four is whatever it takes. Like, uh, you know, I wrote this book during COVID for COVID. I wrote the book to help our team develop all the habits, the principles, the strategies, the secrets to maximize their success professionally, personally, health, wealth, and relationships, the five core pillars to success, which our company is um, obsessed with doing whatever it takes all in on to maximize people's potential. So it's called uh, PPWHR, PPWHR. So we go all in on maximizing your professional success, your personal success, your wealth, your health, your relationships. We believe that these five pillars if any of them fall down, it's a, it's a spiraling domino effect. If Rob's health gets really shitty, well, guess what? He's going to get sick and that will destroy him personally. Then that will destroy him professionally. Then that will destroy his wealth. So we do whatever it takes to coach all of our people on all of these pillars to life. And, you know, one of the things, again, I got really lucky because the team, IBM is not a bad company. But the team that I worked for was super bad, super toxic, super terrible management and leadership. And I'm grateful for that experience because they didn't give a shit about me personally. They didn't give a shit about me almost professionally. They didn't care about my health, that I was traveling 300 days a week, uh, a year, never saw my family, you know, was working my ass off, never appreciated, never thanked. People were not kind, you know, people were negative, always putting me down, all this stuff, right? And, and what was cool about that is, I realized like when I, when I lead a team or wherever I work or whatever company I run, I'm going to go all in on what I go all in on. I want to maximize my professional success, personal success, wealth, health relationships. Well, guess what? That's what everyone wants to maximize. Everyone, when they wake up, they're thinking about their health. They're thinking about their wealth. They're thinking about their personal life, their relationships. So this book, whatever it takes, gives you the guiding habits and principles to be successful during extreme difficult times. So good. We're down to our last five minutes, dude. I, I, I really knew it go fast, but it's, it, this has been killer. I, I could talk to you for a couple hours and not run out of juice, I think. But I want to ask you one last thing before we wrap up and make sure you have a chance to tell everybody how to get a hold of you or find your books and give them a sense of what's coming. I love your story about being the lighthouse in the fog. Your four things, terrific. Those are awesome. I love them. Thank you for being willing to share those with so many uh, sales leaders all around the world. 
Here's my last one. As we're in, in these foggy times, as you're in the times where people need leadership, I, I think leadership is the most important and least developed part of sales. Sales leadership is the most important, least developed part of sales. Um, when you're helping people find those opportunities inside of change, like you talked about earlier, when you're helping people do more than just sign up, like it's not enough to just work hard, as you already know, like working hard is important, but that's, I mean, you, you also have to have people like, find where those opportunities are any secrets that you might share to our leaders like when you are that leader and you are coaching them and you are trying to help them navigate their way through challenging times anything that's helped you like find ways to create those aha moments with people is there anything that you found i know that's a, a fat nebulous question it probably doesn't seem fair but i know you had to do that with different ways with different people as you work through it i think that's a really great way for us to end how do you how do you be that relevant person that's more than just a cheerleader? That's more than just a positive thinker. Like, how do you get to that point of let's know where to execute? Is there any final thoughts you might yeah, have there? Yeah, yeah. So, so some final recommendations yeah. um, in management that we leverage. So we host a daily sales standup for SCRs or AEs. It always starts out positive, celebrating the successes, the gongs, the president's club winners, the awards the hundreds and thousands of people that are winning these awards. Like we celebrate our customers and our users using the product first thing in the standup. And then we celebrate our people, the achievements of our team. Then we go into strategies and tactics about anything that we may be struggling with. So like not struggling with or just focused on, right? If it's a, a new month, we'll talk about pipeline and cleaning up pipeline and updating tasks and opportunities and strategies and secrets to do that as fast as possible and making sure you don't have dead ops and things like that in your pipeline. Or maybe like today they were talking about follow-up on deals that may be going dark. Um, so, so every day meet with your team, like because everyone's remote essentially, right? So yeah. meeting with your team remote daily. I love daily standups and I love keeping it positive, celebratory, and then go into the strategy and then the tactics that support that strategy. And then next steps. Also something that I do daily, I break everything down daily. I believe it. if, if you think it should be done once, it should be done daily. So uh, another thing oh, I do is- say that again. That's an awesome soundbite, dude. Say that one more time. I like that. If, if it should be done once, it should be done daily. So like I used to randomly post a motivational post on Slack to the entire team. It'd be like our goals, our KPIs, our mission- I, I, I do a motivational paragraph or page to pump up the company virtually. And then I posted that like once a month. And I'm like, why am I doing this once a month? I'm gonna do this every single day for the rest of the year. And then I've been doing it every day for years now. And, um, you know, I just believe if, it, if you should do it, you should do it daily. So like trying to coach and inspire and lead and motivate uh, and transform your organization at scale is difficult, but like what's worked for me, daily standups, daily posts to the company, um, you know, always celebrating every success story. So right now the world is getting beaten down everywhere. So what we've done is we've got success stories, Slack, like success Slack channels. I love so that. Ev every time something good happens with a customer, with an employee or with a follower, we post it on the success channel. Like you got to celebrate the, during tough times, you celebrate the small wins to get to the big wins. And then lastly, uh, have a lot of fun with it. You know, we, we do a lot of stuff like summer Fridays in the summer where everyone gets out a half a day. Um, you know, we do a mental health day. Like my, my, actually my last bite, my last recommendation now, I know it's difficult during tough times, but be kind to people, be caring to people. You know, everyone's going through a lot. Everyone's working remote. Everyone's going through difficult, challenging times. This is something really hard for me to do, like, cause I'm an intense person, yeah. but just, just be, be nice, be respectful, be kind, be courteous, care like I, I truly care about every single person at the company. I want to transform their lives, but I, I could also get super intense about our goals when we're not hitting them. You know, just remember, like, be kind, you know, be positive, strategize about the solutions, about the opportunities to solve the problem. 
You don't need to put people down in front of people. You don't need to be a dick to people. You don't need to be aggressive with people. You don't need to bash AEs or SCRs in group meetings. One, you shouldn't bash them in the first place because like that's not going to increase productivity. Meet with them one-on-one and say, hey, by the way, in your meetings, always start off with a compliment. You go up to a girl or guy at a bar, someone hits on you or whatever. You know, I've been out of the game for 15 years, but you know, when someone compliments you, you feel great. So when you're meeting with your, your people that work for you and that are on your team, give them a compliment. Hey, I loved your social media post. Hey, I loved that deal you just closed two weeks ago. Hey, great job with the, you know, the uplifting Slack engagement. Drop a compliment. Ask them how they're doing. Like, be kind, care. How are you doing? Like, let's just say it's someone that's underperforming. Give them a compliment. And let's say they're underperforming because uh, they keep pushing deals. You know, so you see that the push count is like four on average for deals when it should be one or two. Yep. Um, so I'm meeting with the rep. I'm going to compliment them. I, I, and I'm going to ask, let's just say they're uh, 50% behind quota. Hey, what's going on? You know, I know like the previous months, you know, you were ahead of quota. Like what's going on with you personally and professionally? Like, don't make it about the business. Like what's going on with you? How, like, how are you doing? How are you feeling? How's your mind space? What's going on? Cause you'll learn things, right? Like, Oh yeah, I just had a baby and my whole fucking life is totally thrown off because I'm up and my wife is hurting and I'm taking care of the baby all day and night. And it's fucking brutal. So like, okay. You empathize with, okay. How can I help support you? What do you need? How can we help you win in this extreme circumstance? Like maybe we could block out at two hours and we don't flood your calendar with appointments. Like, you know, really try to understand and be kind as a leader because when you're kind, you like empathize and you lead with empathy, it's just different than leading with numbers on a dashboard. And you'll, you'll eventually be able to work with these people and then coach them up and find solutions to coach them up and out of that stuck or tough situation. Yeah. And then they're like, let's just say they don't say anything about um, anything personally. I would just say like, hey, you know, I noticed that your push deal count is, is starting to increase. It's doubled since last year. What's going on? Like, uh, like what's going on? Do you have any ideas or, or thoughts on why that's happening? And then any recommendations or thoughts on how we can help you decrease that or solve it? Brand, and then of what course, a great I always to, love to bring ideas to fix it. Well, that's what I'm going to say. What a great way to end. Like this has been... I knew we were going to have fun, like, but this was more than fun. You inspired me today, man. This is a great end. It's yeah. We're going to chase our number. Yeah. We're going to work hard. Yeah. Yeah. All these great things that you have in here, but this finish with, we could just title this. Don't be a dick. Be kind. And, you know, I love that. That'd be a great mm. title for this episode. Perfect man. title. Yeah. It, it's a perfect title for this because in challenging times, yeah, they do need leadership. Yeah. They do need insights. Yeah. They do need clear pathways, but you know what they really need? is to know that someone gets them. It's not, I got you. It's, I get you, right? I get you. And I think that's so good, man. If, if the world was just a tiny bit more kind with everybody, imagine what would happen, right? I love that. 100%. Brother, thank you for joining me. I know we went longer than we were supposed to. Our, our listeners will be glad we did, but I know you've got places you got to go and things you got to do. How do they get more of you? How do they get your books? What do you got coming? How do they pick up what you're putting down? You, you share a lot, you do a lot. If they aren't using Seamless, I can say I, I, I'm a person who's used Seamless. Great tool. How do they learn more about that? Well, how do they get more of you and what you got coming? Yeah, so th- thanks so much Rob, <coughs> for having me. First off, uh, this is one of my favorite leadership podcasts and, and sales podcasts in general. So thank you. I'm grateful to be here. And, um, you know, look, my, I, I want to help you win President's Club. I want to help you generate millions in sales. I post secrets every single day. Um, you can get my newsletter. Just go to seamless.ai. You'll get a free license to Seamless. It's free and you'll get our newsletter. Additionally, I post daily on LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, different secrets that I'm leveraging to scale or different failures that I've learned from while hyperscaling to 100 million ARR and a billion dollar valuation. Um, And then lastly, the books, you know, I'd love to help you. I recommend, highly recommend whatever it takes. Pick up whatever it takes on Amazon. It's been a number one bestseller since it was released every day. It's a number one bestseller. So go to Amazon, whatever it takes, or just search Brandon Bordanson. And then if you need sales secrets, you've got the sales secrets book. Rob is in the book. And then lastly, I've got seven figure social selling. 
which gives you different strategies to grow your network because your network is your net worth. And, uh, and by know, the way, you're hiring right now. We got a lot yes. of leaders here. You're hiring too, right? Yeah. So I'm hiring 1,100 people. The majority are salespeople. I'm hiring three VPs of sales. I'm hiring three sales directors to manage SDRs. And we're, we're hyperscaling to, I, ideally, we want to finish the year from, from 250 to 1,100. I've never hired that many people before, but in a year, but we're hoping to do it. And I'd love to interview you. Go to seamless.ai forward slash careers and apply. We're doing active interviews every day. We'll put those links in the show notes. I'll put the link to go apply. I'll put the link to get your book. We'll have a couple links in there for people to get, even a link to sign up for your, for your uh, uh, newsletter, which I, I would, again, I would, I've already endorsed your product. I endorse you as a leader, your, your, your uh, material. I, I love to consume it. So listen, Brandon, thank you, man. Uh, he's Brandon Bernanson. He's helping people uh, change their lives and change their careers in a lot of different ways. It's by providing the best sales tech that you can get to help fuel your career. It's by giving you leadership insights and things that will help you self-correct and self, uh, self, self-drive your career. But this is a guy that genuinely wants to have as big of a impact in helping people as possible. He's authentic. He's genuine. He's a guy I'm, pl- I'm proud to have had on the show a couple of times. Brandon, thanks for what you do for sales. Thanks for what you've done for our listeners here on the show today. And as I say to everybody, brother, happy selling. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another So What portion of the Sales Leadership Podcast, where we break down that interview and we ask ourselves, why did that conversation even matter? But first, this podcast is brought to you by Sales Leadership United, part of the Jepson Performance Group. Our jobs as sales leaders are hard, really hard, and there aren't a lot of resources for sales leaders to turn to. The fact is most companies that spend millions in sales training, sales tools, and sales process, and salespeople, spend virtually nothing for sales leadership process, sales leadership training, and frankly, the only sales leadership tools we get are rolled up dashboards. And while it's true that companies should do more to develop the sales leaders on their team, The fact is that they don't most of the time. And that's why I created Sales Leadership United. It's the world's largest collection of sales leadership assets and resources. And whether you're a new sales leader or one that's been leading sales teams for years, you're going to find all kinds of tools to help you create more impact with the people you lead faster. You can find it on Patreon, and it's like a Home Depot for sales leaders. You're going to find video excerpts of this and all our podcasts in three to five minute segments all tagged and organized by topic, so it's super easy for you to use and implement in your sales leadership journey. You'll find my very best content, over 100 hours of sales leadership training materials, sales meeting materials, leadership, and one-on-one coaching systems, and much, much more. And on top of all of that, new material is added every single week, so you can be confident that you have the very latest, the very greatest, and the most battle-tested tools as you go on your journey to become a sales leader that's elite. So don't go reinventing the sales leadership world. Invest in yourself because you're worth it. Tap into proven training and techniques used by some of the most successful sales leaders in the world and head over to Sales Leadership United today. Now, I also want to thank you, our listeners. More than 40,000 people download this show every month, and the show just keeps growing faster and faster. It's mind-boggling. It's humbling. Uh, I'm so appreciative to have so many people in so many countries listening. I've had people reach out and say, I've listened to every single one of the over 180 episodes. So thank you, because there is no show without you. I I do this because I love the sales leadership community, and I'm so grateful that so many of you find the show helpful. Uh, And if you find the show helpful, again, check out Sales Leadership United, because that's a way that you can help me continue to bring the best guests in the world to the show. Um, now let's get to Brandon Bernanson. He's a phenom. He's built something special. He's contributed to the sales community in a very significant way. And along the way, he's shared his journey. He, he's done everything, all of this success in a very public, very vulnerable way. And, and he shared insights for sales leaders that I think you'd be stupid to overlook. I'm really glad he chose to join me for a repeat performance because so much has changed since we first had him on the show several years ago. Brandon joins us again today at a time where tons of things are happening. 
Lots of changes happening. The economy is struggling. Inflation's growing fast. Political things are crazier than they've ever been. Companies that were just hiring recklessly are now having massive layoffs. Honestly, it's, it's one of the crazier times I can ever think of. And what that means is that our work as sales leaders is more important than it's ever been. We need to provide stronger leadership than ever as we navigate these choppy waters. And so that term, strong leadership, I, I, I hope you think about that. I hope you spend some time thinking, what does it mean to be strong as a leader? Because it's really clear to me that how we lead can be our most strategic and our most defensible competitive advantage. And that's why I was so pumped when Brandon kicked things off and he very quickly went to his whatever it takes mindset. That mindset is, is a super important mindset for anyone in sales, but I would say especially for a sales leader. That we have to be willing to do whatever it takes with our reps, for our reps, with, our, with whoever we need to, um, as many times as we need to. And as leaders, we have to be able to adapt and we have to be able to provide this strong leadership, this lighthouse that, that will cut through the fog. Whatever that is. I, I love, Brandon, how you, 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 you bring that whatever it takes, whatever it is mindset. So on top of that whatever it takes mindset, then Brandon stacked a killer blueprint. This is a blueprint you need to go back and deconstruct. I'm not going to go back and do it for you here because that's what the podcast for. You could go back. You need to go back and do that. Write it down. Some of the important elements he brought up were extreme ownership, managing up, coaching, Man, coaching is an area that most leaders think they're great at that they really fail in most of the time. Execution and, and celebration. These are just some of the things that he hit. I mean, we went quick. They were super important. I couldn't believe how fast we ran out of time. And every one of these things is so important. And, and I guess what I'd want to point out, Brandon doesn't just talk about these things. He does these things. And he does it with great success. Man, I love this PPWHR framework. I haven't stopped thinking about it. It's so insightful. The five levers that will lead to success, personal, professional, wealth, health, and relationships. But he finished with something I wish we'd spent more time on. I call it a trifecta of awesomeness. At the very end of the show, he talked about being kind, being caring, and having fun. Now, I'm having the conversation with a lot of the people that I coach. I coach a lot of sales leaders all around the world. And right now, I feel like we're being Justin Timberlake. Remember, Justin Timberlake uh, had a lot of success with the song, I'm Bringing Sexy Back. Well, I'm having a lot of conversations with sales leaders about bringing fun back. We've got to bring fun back. We've got to bring kind back to the workplace. The workplace can get unfun really fast because we are in a world where things can get heavy. And I mean heavy fast. And right now, I would guess, I would, I would venture a guess that your team needs to feel that fun factor. The fact that they're part of something bigger than just their individual efforts and that they're not isolated on an island. And, and whether you're working home or you're working hybrid or you're, you know, whatever, it's super important after what we've been through to bring that back. We're bringing fun back. And so that's something you should write down, bringing fun back. Because the pressure of quota is heavy and it is real. And with so much unknown happening all around the world, kindness and caring goes farther th right now than we'd ever imagined. So I want to finish this episode with one heartfelt ask to every single one of you, okay? Be kind. The world needs more kindness. And as a leader, small doses of kindness will go a long, long way. That doesn't mean the scoreboard doesn't matter. That doesn't mean we don't find ways to adapt and grow and win. It just means we connect to the whole person and not the salesperson. And Brandon, Brandon's proven to anyone who doubts that kindness wins that they're wrong. Brandon has proven to all of us that kindness is crucial. Strong leadership doesn't mean you have to become a drill sergeant. And on the flip side, kindness doesn't transform you into a pushover. It just means we connect with the whole person and not just the salesperson. Okay? It means we value people for people and not for what they can provide. The most effective leaders have kindness as one of their core attributes. So yes, apply Brandon's framework. You'll have tons of success when you do. But kindness wasn't an afterthought. Fun, kindness, and caring, they are core attributes that have helped fuel his sales leadership success. And it's created more reasons as a result for him and his team to celebrate. 
I hope you felt that authentic passion and celebration as he talked. So my advice is to give it a try. It's a massive difference maker. Be kind, be caring, and bring fun back. So Brandon, my man, thanks for joining me. I love your insights. I love your willingness to share them with sales leaders all around the world. You are someone who walks your talk. You're a big doer, not a big talker, and that's something every single one of us can learn from. If you haven't connected with Brandon, be sure to do so. He is a fantastic leader and one who is happy to help others if you reach out. So reach out to him, connect with him, read his books, follow his content, apply his advice and his frameworks. Brandon is a person that helps make our sales leadership community better, and I am appreciative of him and the work he does. Finally, thanks to each of you, our listeners. If you liked this episode, please, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. It goes a long way in helping me get the best guests on the world on our show. But the best compliment you can give us is to share this episode with your friends and colleagues. Share the show with someone who needs to hear it, and then be elite. Live strong, chase your passions, and don't worry, just execute, because we got you. Thank you so much for joining the Sales Leadership Podcast, the award-winning sales leadership podcast for those sales leaders looking to create legendary impact to those they lead. The greatest compliment you can give is to share this show and any of your favorite episodes with your fellow sales leaders, social media followers, or other communities you're part of. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. If you want to discuss any of the topics discussed on the show, want to level up your leadership impact, discuss executive coaching services, or even include me at an upcoming event, hit me up at rob at jetpg.com. That's rob at jeppg.com. And to those of you working to become a legendary sales leader, I salute you and wish you much success on your journey. Whenever you need someone in your corner, you know where to find me.